Hey y'all, welcome to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Ashley Elaine and I will be your guide as you build awareness of your body's voice. So this episode is all about the power to deny thyself. Hmm. Have you ever fasted? And not for like weight loss purposes, because that's all I ever hear some people talk about when it comes to fasting, but for spiritual weight gain. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Spiritual weight gain. We will talk about the purpose of fasting and why it is a blessing to your life in all areas, every single area of your life. So prepare your mind, body, and soul as we get into this episode. Do you ever think about the vision you once had for yourself? Do you ever have these feelings of where you just feel like where you are is not enough? I've created a mini online course called The Inner Vision of You. Life can and will take you on a journey that you never expected to be on, but I promise you it is for your highest good and you can get back back onto the path towards your highest self, the self that you always saw for yourself. This mini course, it is also a free online mini course, will give you practical guidance on just how to bring awareness back to your vision and what you can do to make shifts in your daily life that will assist you in realigning yourself. Go to ashleyelaine.me and sign up for sign up to receive emails and the free mini course, The Inner Vision of You. Also, the link will be in the show notes and in my IG bio. For questions or if this prompts you to schedule a one-on-one vision coaching session with me or to tap into some of my other offerings, send an email to bookaeyoga at ashleyelaine.me. Follow me on IG at the Black Creative Yogini and follow our podcast, Voices of the Body underscore the podcast. Your agitation is a sign that you are being called higher. Are you ready? Soundstripe. And welcome back to the show. So I want you to, I invite you to, I never want to just tell y'all what to do i just want to invite you i'm inviting you to just allow your body to find a comfortable seated position uh really bringing your feet flat onto the ground right or if you're able in in this space while you're listening to um allow your tailbone right if you're seated on the floor allowing your tailbone to really ground down through the floor 
or if you're laying down just really you know allowing your body to relax feeling every point right all four points of your well six points of your body so your shoulders right your shoulder blades your hip points um the the, the buttocks uh all the whatever is underneath right your your thighs down to your calves and your um, heels being the other parts of those six points. The six points is the shoulders, middle, and bottom. And I invite you to take a big breath in and bring your breath all the way to the top of your throat. And as you exhale, audibly sigh. One more big breath in. Bring your breath all the way to the top of your throat and release. And one more big breath in, bringing all of your air as if you're bringing it from your toes all the way up through your body, all the way to the top of your throat. And release. And you have the option here to allow the eyes to, um, the gaze to come down your nose or to gently just close your eyes if you feel like you're safe in your space and safe in your body. Other options here is to also bring one palm to your heart space, another palm towards your belly, on your belly space. This is bringing awareness and attention to your heart space and your um, your solar plexus, which is your belly, right? Where your willpower lives. And I invite you to begin to bring your attention to your go-tos, right? When you begin to feel agitated and irritated and different emotions begin to come up, right? What is, what is your mind and your body automatically go to? What has become second nature for you to allow to be a remedy? And I want you to ask yourself, does this remedy, does this, does this behavior, does this thing that I clench to when I'm sad, when I'm happy, when I'm angry, when I'm worried, when I'm anxious, is it pushing me forward? Is it pushing me backwards? Or is it not moving me at all? Is it giving me temporary relief? Is it a temporary release or am I continuing to see that I'm growing through actually working through what's causing me anxiety, what's causing me to worry, what's causing me to lash out when I'm angry, what's causing me to um, be sad or, or or not pay attention to what's causing me to feel those things. What behaviors, 
activities are you holding on to that is keeping you bound? That is keeping you from really progressing and pushing yourself forward? As much as our body invites in healthy things, there's a lot of pieces that allow our body to hold on to uh, defense mechanisms, right? For so long, we've had to protect our body. Our body has an unhealthy go-to that allows urges and cravings to arise when different emotions come up that we either don't know how to deal with or don't want to deal with. What if your higher self is waiting for you to face what is true and deny thyself to find thyself? I'll say that again. What if your higher self is waiting for you to face what is true and deny thyself so that you can find thyself? To find yourself, you have to lose yourself. To find yourself, you have to lose yourself. Tap inward. What habits are blocking you from going deeper within yourself? What can we minimize or replace that is negatively serving us? And allow yourself to take three rounds of breath here. So one big inhale. And as you release, audibly sigh, allowing the toxins to be released out of your body to allow whatever the brain has brought focus and attention to that needs to be released to be released through that breath. One more big inhale and audibly sigh as you release the toxins from your body. And one more big inhale and audibly sigh and then slowly allow yourself to come back and welcome i'm so excited we're on episode eight i'm so proud of myself for continuing um this is so fun for me so fun for me so this is one of my favorite topics Um, I don't talk about it with anybody. It's been a practice that I've inherited for myself. Um, I don't even know when I started to do spiritual fastings. Um, but I, when I started doing them and making them a, uh, normal ritual for me, whew. So much, so much has changed. So much has grown. So much has um, become a part of my life um, and changed things in my life, right? A lot of clarity. Not all at once, of course. Like it happens over time. The more, like it's, it's a practice, right? So we are talking about fasting. Mmm. I know there's a lot of stuff out there that talks about um, fasting for weight loss and intermittent fasting. And like, if your body type is this way, you should fast for this many hours. If your body type is that way, you should fast for that many hours. 
I'm not talking about that type of fasting. Like I've, and I'm definitely going to do an episode on like body image and weight loss and all that stuff too. Cause that's also important. I've gotten to a place where I am in love with my body. If I lose weight, I lose weight. Although I do love that I'm losing some pounds. I, that's not my focus. Um, so we are not talking about intermittent fasting. We're not talking about weight loss. We're not talking about none of those things. Right. So like, and somebody needs to hear this. You're more focused on your weight loss than you are on your spiritual weight gain. Hmm. So, um, yeah, fasting is a practice, spiritual fasting. So, in the Bible, um, there's a, a scripture that talks about when Jesus went to the mountains. He went, okay, so there was a, the episode I did on isolation. This is also a part of that. Um, he went into isolation, basically. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights because there was like a pooling on him, a, a question and something that was needed. Um and listen, if I'm getting some of this story wrong, y'all bear with me. Um, I don't think I am, though. I think I'm I think I'm just second guessing myself. But um, and although like the angels and God answered his his prayer within like the first few days. Right. He still stayed committed to the fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Then he got tempted by the enemy um, because the enemy knew he was coming out of a fast after that 40th day and tempted him with, you know, the whole, you can like, you're the son of God. Like you can, you like, you got the power to turn this rock into a piece, piece of bread, like basically using his own, um, like who he is against him coming out of the fast that part's neither here or there the part that is the focus is the dedication to fasting for 40 days and 40 nights right there's a lot of religions that um every time of year they they there's a fast for a certain amount of time so like in the christian holiday um we fast for um lent season right um, I believe Jewish holiday also is somewhere in there and somebody can email me, DM me if I'm right or wrong. Um, but also, and I just know about the Christian holiday and Muslim, um, holiday Eid, they fast also because of close family and friends that I have, um, in my life that are Muslim. So there's like specific times of year when fasting takes place in different religious sectors, right? Those are not the only times of year um, where you are you are required to fast, right? So at this point, all of these episodes have been a workup, right? To getting you to really look at you, the internal you, and building that relationship with the internal you, the divine you, and uh, the divine, right? Whether you call the divine, the divine spirit, universe, God, 
I'm not debating none of that. I have my own theory on, you know, God being God and not the universe, the creator and ruler of the universe. But again, that's neither here or there. Um, we're focusing on the fasting, right? So fasting is when you intentionally deny yourself something that is in consumption daily, right? Like overconsumption daily. So it could be TV, it could be food, it could be if you smoke cigarettes, it could be drinking, it could be cursing, it could be, it's, it's something that you're intentionally doing to draw yourself closer and build deeper awareness to the voice that is speaking to you within you, right? Your discernment, really hearing what the next moves are. If there's an answer to something like a big situation that you need a a deep answer to, right? Um, Fasting allows you to really empty out the body and get into your spirit, right? So in... In yoga, right, it's emptying the mind and getting into the body. Fasting adds an extra layer to that. So there's times where, like, like first thing in the morning, if I'm doing yoga first thing in the morning, I'm not eating. Like I, I, like, I heighten my practice that much more because I want to intuitively move and and really feel and dig into what I need to dig into for whatever my practice needs to be same with meditation right the most I'll have is like coffee but it's not something that it's there's no heavy consumption of like food like I'm up making breakfast and all that other stuff um depending on what I'm reading right so with fasting the goal is when you deny the body's need to, let's say you give up food, right? Turning your plate over. Let's say you are going to fast from food, okay? You've said from Monday for the next seven days, I want to build my connection with with God or with the divine, with spirit, and... I'm going to fast from food from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., which is like the 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 traditional fasting is like from sunup to sundown. So it's like the reason why it's sunup to sundown is um, when you fast, you're not supposed to look weak, right? And and when you bring dedication to um, denying thyself, denying the body, right? Fasting from sex, like all the things, right? When you deny the body and what it's craving, what it wants to build spiritual connection with yourself and with the divine in those, in that time, like, and it's even, it's, it's written in the Bible, right? Because you become famished, you're going to become famished. You're going to become agitated because your body is craving something that it would normally crave at like at whatever time or whatever emotion comes up. So that 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is, you know, when you're when you're dedicating yourself to commitment with divine, commitment with God, right? You stand tall and you stand firm in that, 
right? You don't, you don't show the struggle, right? Like I've been saying it a lot too, just even with like the things that you go through in life. I always say that God has blessed me to not look like what I'm, what I go through. Like I've like, there's a strength, right? That I've possessed in standing tall and standing firm in my struggle, in what I've been through, in what I'm going through, right? And knowing that God is going to keep me, knowing that he is going to protect me, knowing that he is going to hold me up, right? Um, and not look like the struggle, right? So that, that, that's, that 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is also like a test, right? This just hit me. That's also like a test, right? Because it's like, are you going to sit here and complain? It's like, oh, man, I'm doing this. I'm doing this fasting and it's not like I'm, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm, I'm weak, like all these things, right? It's like, do you, do you stand strong in this, right? Because that's also discipline, right? Fasting also teaches you discipline. It teaches you like, and it makes you so aware of what comes out your mouth and what you allow in, right? Like what you, like, it makes you extra sensitive to, just everything it makes you so hyper aware to everything it makes you like it builds awareness around how you behave what you respond to how you respond like how you talk about yourself like all those things so that 6 a.m to 6 p.m is is like the test right like oh this just hit me hard this just hit me so hard wow, I just had like the biggest epiphany while talking about this. Um, wow. Fasting is the test, right? Fasting is the test to whatever you're, whatever, whatever you're asking for guidance on and direction. It's simply in the discipline of fasting, right? It's simply in the character, like, the, the true character and true nature of you that comes out while you're fasting. Hey, wow. Like, uh, like y'all, I'm really like, I'm, I'm shocking my, sh- my, myself right now. Like I'm, and I've been fasting for, like, I've had a fasting practice. Like it's a part of my life. I've been doing it for years, for years, for years. So it's like now to be sharing this, like I'm yeah, I'm having a whole moment over here, so forgive me. But um no but both and right, it's 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 like what is your like <laughs> fasting will show you your true self very quickly. Like how how quick you get irritated, what's making you irritated, right? So the goal is to replace so like if you would normally, so like if you're doing a fast from six to six, right? 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And you would normally eat breakfast at like eight, nine o'clock or, you know, something like that when you get to work or whatever that looks like, right? Instead of eating, right? So you're allowed to drink water. Um, I still drink tea and coffee. I'm probably cheating, but the Lord knows my heart. Like we, like we're we're on the same page. It could, like, I could shove a whole bunch of other stuff in my mouth, but I'm like, 
coffee is we not I can black coffee like yes so um I'm still a work in progress y'all so instead of eating right you drink your water you have your water you you feel that you feed yourself something else right so you either in that moment right like what are you reading right what are you feeding yourself in this space because people like to think that just because you're asking the divine for something you don't have to do no work it's just gonna magically happen faith without works is dead like whatever it is that you're asking for you have to still work for it you have to show the dedication. So if you're just fasting, just to be fasting, you're not praying, you're not in meditation, you're not studying, you're not reading, you're not trying to learn something new, you're not journaling, like you, like you, and you have to replace the eating behavior, right? The sex, the whatever it is that you're that you're fasting from, you have to replace that with something that is going to push you towards what it is that you're praying and asking for. Like you don't the divine is going to be like, "Sis, what? You asking me for something and you're not even trying to work for it? Like I'm not a genie. God is not a genie. The divine is not a genie. Like I like not a genie. Like there's hard there's work that you have to do. And it's not always going to be like every season is every season of fasting is not going to be the same work unless you haven't done what was asked of you or required of you before and the thing about fasting also is like even if you don't know what you should be doing right because you're emptying yourself you'll get a quicker prompting of what that is supposed to be you'll get a quicker prompting of what it's supposed to be like so Every time that it, there's like, like if you would normally, so I used to be a very big snacker, very big snacker. And I don't know, to be honest, if like fasting has changed this for me or if it was just like me becoming vegan. Like there's a lot of different factors in this, right? Um, but fasting could have also led me to becoming vegan, which also led me to no longer snacking. So I'm not going to dismiss one or the other because I felt like my lifestyle was changing. Like my eating lifestyle was going to change. Like I just felt that on me. But um, I used to be a very big snacker. And every Lent season for maybe like three years I think when my son was younger for a while maybe like three four years or no maybe longer than that like because it was even like before I even met his people like yeah for a while for a while right candy I'm a candy I used to be a candy fiend candy fiend like I had cavities at seven because my aunt used to take us to the, the sweet factory to get candy lord have mercy to sweet factory that was my spot um so but I like I, I've always been a big snacker right like going to work my lunchbox was full of snacks because I would just sit and like snack snack after snack after snack I would eat a lot of candy Every Lent season is when I do like my really big fast, right? And 
for a while, like even when I was just a babe, like really, really diving into my spiritual, my spiritual self, I would um, give up candy or give up snacks. I would give up like one of the two or both somewhere in that arena. And it really showed me that when I would get anxious, my go-to was snacks, right? Um, it really showed me that, um, like with eating candy that, you know, it was, it, I was just eating a lot of it, right? Like, it, but I was all, like, it was just, like, I was started to notice my pattern. So when I would be craving a snack, I would just talk to God and I would just sit there and talk to him, just sit there and talk to him, Right. Or I would journal or I would go for a walk. Like I would do something that would take like take my mind off of wanting to snack. Right. But but essentially and this is hindsight looking back. Right. Life is learned going backwards. Life is learned when you can look backwards from where you are in the present to move forward. I, like I was able to look and say, like now I can now look back and say, oh, like I was I'm anxious. For, I don't know why, right? But I noticed, like when I look at the trends, once I was able to get through, like starting therapy and doing my work on myself and like all those different things, I was able to move past now fasting from snacks and candy every Lent season like literally there was a Lent season maybe like two three years ago where I was just like hmm like I had to really think deeper now as to what I was expecting right because sometimes what brings you into most times what brings you into a fasting season or a fasting space is expectation right it's like I'm expecting something and I need an answer I need I need to see something. I need clarity. I need um, communication on something that is outside of this physical realm, right? So, like, I really had to sit and be like, okay, what is it that I'm in expectation for? What is it that I'm looking for? What is it that I need to work on? What is it, like, really asking myself, what am I doing this fasting season, and I think that was the season where, um, mm, I think it was, it was, it was after the pandemic. Uh, yeah, I think it was after the, I don't believe I, I don't think I did, uh, Lent during the pandemic. That was, that would have been too hard. Like I'm sitting at home with all the treats, probably this, the, the time I needed to do it, but, um, yeah, I think that was when that was like uh, the the what is it? I think yeah, no, 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 no. The 2020. Yeah, no, no, no. 2020. It was Lent 2020. Um, I think no, Lent 2021. I'm sorry, y'all. Like I'm really sitting here trying to figure this out. Not that y'all. I mean, maybe you care. So. I I just remember saying to myself, you know what? I'm just going to not eat. Like I'll j- I'm just going to give up 
food like and just eat you know do I did the 6 a.m to 6 p.m and um there was such a it was it was different it was different it was really different like there was a playlist that I made like there there was a song that had hit me the minute I decided to um, commit to this not eating between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Um, I there was a song that I heard and it hit me and that was my song for the whole Lent season and I it was it was um, a refiner and I just like and I had heard the song before right like before um before that lent season where i started fasting really heavy but it was like i heard the song this time right like the 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 words were resonating the words were jumping into my soul and speaking to the divine speaking to god for me right And there was just like, there was just a space where I knew there was a season of coming of refinement. Like it was like, there was a season of refinement coming, um, or, or or, uh, it was needed. Right. And it's not to say that, um, like I'm always, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a grow till I go. I'm a forever student, right? Like I'm always learning about myself. I'm always learning about people. I'm always learning about the world. I'm like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. If anybody really truly knows me, like in this moment, I'm trying to not sign up for another like fellowship or cohort or something to learn because it's like, well, now I want to execute. Like now I just want to, like, I've learned a lot. I just want to execute now. Right. So it wasn't to say that in that moment, like I wasn't learning anything about myself. I just decided that I wanted to go deeper. Right. But that decision came when I felt the prompting to go deeper all off the strength of just saying, you know what, something is aligning with me to fast the these 40 days of Lent season from uh, 6am to 6pm. And I didn't do weekends. Um, and I didn't do it around my menstrual. Like I like I made sure I allowed myself um, uh, like the healthy balance, right? I gave myself healthy balance. Um, Sundays you don't fast, for, but for some reason, still like I would still fast some Sundays. It was weird. Like I, there was, it was that that Lent season was a big one. Um, and then I did it again this past Lent season. So, but there was a year where I. Um, so I've heard before that another good way to fast, like do a spiritual fasting is on the day of the day that you were born and for a year if it wasn't like the whole year it was like maybe like a good six to eight months within that year because I just like um a a old friend of mine we had talked about that and I was like I was like oh well I think I'm just gonna start doing that like there was a prompting for me to start doing that so 
for like six to eight months out of this one year, I fasted every single Wednesday, every single Wednesday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Every single Wednesday, I would fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um... And I just remember, there's one particular moment I remember um, from doing that. And I was referred to somebody through my godmom and um, about doing like business plans and, you know, all that jazz. And that was the day that me and... uh, this now special lady in my life, um, one of many special ladies in my life, had scheduled our call. And I was already irritated when I got up, like my son trying to get him up for school. And there was something like with my, there was just something that was already irritating me. And I just had to like kind of gather myself. Like everybody had left the house by then. I was preparing myself to get on this call. That was the most fruitful call I had had in a very long time. And it was like a six hour call. And when I say I like didn't even realize we were on the phone that long, like it felt like we were on the phone for like 20 minutes. When we looked up, we were, we had been on the phone, like, I like I got my son out the house and on the bus for school before this call. By the time I realized we were still on the phone, it was time for me to go get him from the bus stop. Like that's how long we were on the phone. And it didn't even feel like it because whatever needed to be discussed was the work of me being in the fasting space that I was in. And then I later, I later shared with this person on the call that I was fasting that day. And she was like, that makes sense as to why this conversation went the way it went. Um, there's a lot that I can't, like, I can't explain about fasting and what it does like deeply and internally for you. Um, because it's something that you have to just experience, right? Like there's, there's like, I want to say like many transformations within your fasting spaces, right? Um, like many awakenings that happen, but like that conversation was, was the work of God, nobody but God, like it was it was the work of god in that call like in it and to like to be fasting that same day like it was it was it was confirmation to a lot of things that are that i can even see now right um and just the relationship that that has been built like all the things all the things so um Where's my notebook? Oh, so yeah, I wanted to like really share, um, share this. So in yoga philosophy, one of the yamas, um, which is 
brahmacharya it's non-access right and it talks about how um like you 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 don't overindulge right you really allow yourself to um stay stay clean and stay holy within um behaviors activity indulges all of those things right and non-access like the book that i was reading on that is called the yamas and niyamas by deborah adele um i when i first got this book i was like i don't know if i liked how she worded everything but of course going to peru like transformed my eyeballs so um reading it again it was just different so she says that Brahmacharya reminds us that we aren't embodied in this form to feel dead, but to feel alive. We aren't embodied to snuff out our vitality and passion through excess, but to bring it to full expression. Brahmacharya invites us to be willing to walk around turned on to the wonders of life itself. The only way that you can be turned on to the wonders of life is denying thyself right so when you deny thyself you allow spirit to really ignite you to find thyself right those true desires and those true passions those weren't put into you like that that vision of of who you see yourself to be who you um what you see yourself doing where you see yourself living all those desires like those weren't just given to you to be pictures in your head right those were put into you to push you to move into trusting god and trusting the divine with the plan that is set out for you right so when you deny thyself and take away um take away things that are in ex in in excess right and like allowing yourself to not be in excess right she even says that non-excess means walking with God. You find balance in like, when you walk with God, you find balance, right? When you deny thyself, you find balance. So fasting allows you to bring yourself back into balance. So there's three points um, that I like, uh, yeah, three things that I can say bring um, come out of fasting, right? So the first one is a reset or no, the removal, right? The first one is removal, not reset. The first one is removal. The removal, like I spoke about is like you, right? You have to deny your body. Your body is used to patterns, right your body and so in the body keeps the score i have not finished that book it is very very heavy it is like on my list of books to finish the parts that i've already read which is not rocket science to me right now and like even just in yoga therapy right and understanding the body your body holds on to your story everything that you've experienced from childhood like I said this in, I believe the first episode, right? Your body is talking to you. Your body holds on to all of those things. So at some point, right, you're going to keep getting a nudge that it's time to release those things, right? Fasting 
is like that next big step into learning how to deny your body learning how to deny those cravings your body craves sex your body craves food your body craves sugar your body craves salt your body craves like hitting your like your body has learned how to crave certain things for certain seasons certain emotions all the things right so the first part of your fast is one like one a you removing right and then once you make the decision to remove whatever that craving is whatever that thing is so if you're choosing to give up food you're choosing to give up watching tv you're choosing to give up um whatever it is right you are now allowing your body to remove what it needs to because of those things right and it's not saying that food is bad right food is not bad we need food to nourish our bodies but because you've emptied yourself like you're choosing to remove the food you give your body permission to empty cravings right like so people who are people people stress eat right? You're not always hungry all the time. And if you are those little hunger pings, you can replace that. So again, going back to discipline, you choosing what you're going to remove helps your body choose what it needs to release, right? What it needs to remove and release, right? So if it's like stress eating, um, you choosing, okay, I'm not going to eat snacks while I'm at work. Like I'll eat breakfast before I leave the house. I won't stop anywhere. Like, you know, making it very tailored to what it is that you're, you need, right? What you're, what you are feeling intuitively to connect with, to remove. Um, maybe you don't take snacks with you to work, Right. And this is very minuscule, but it's also like the example that I just gave earlier about myself. What does that look like, right? Really paying attention to, okay, I don't have snacks while I'm at work. I grab these snacks when I get anxious or when I get frustrated or when I get stressed, right? So now you're removed, like, so removing the snacks now removes the coping the the coping mechanism that wasn't that wasn't allowing you to really focus on okay what is causing me anxiety what is causing me stress right so now the goal is to replace that moment with something else right that's the reset so when you remove something you allow when you remove something from your body your regimen you allow your body to reset right so when you fa- like if you do a fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. your body is detoxing like your body detoxes every day but now you're now you're signaling to your body oh we're not taking this in like after a while your body is going to realize it's not taking things in that's where like the hunger pains come in that's where the headaches come in that's where like all these different other like these different things come in yet that's your body resetting itself right so you're giving your body permission to reset when you bring awareness to what something is you are in control of the reset right because 
you remove something and replace it with something else. The prayer is that you replace it with something else that is actually um, allowing you to stay in that awareness space of what something is, right? So going back to this bringing snacks to work um, example, if you stop bringing snacks to work, you're now going to be aware of what your triggers are that stress you, right? Because so now you've built a discipline in, well, I don't want to snack. I don't want to stress eat anymore. Now I'm going to discipline myself to really say, okay, what is causing me stress right now? And dive into that, right? And this is, again, a very like... I'm not even going to say it's a small example because this could be the example that somebody needs. Um, But there's like fasting works for getting in tune with yourself, getting in tune with the divine and really being able to hear what it is that you need to hear. And then comes the reconnect, right? Literally what I just said, right? When When you allow yourself to remove... And then reset, right? Reset is that awareness piece coming into, okay, I'm agitated. I normally do this when I'm agitated, but I chose to remove this. So now I get to remove the agitation because I now am reconnected to my body and reconnected to God, my the divine and my spirit to really listen to how this needs to be taken care of, right? Remove, reset, reconnect. When you've been in excess and have disconnected from self and divine, fasting is when you can reset, right? When you reconnect, right? You think about relationships. I use this example too. Y'all going to hear a lot of these same examples, which doesn't bother me because that's how I plant the seed, right? When you've been disconnected from your partner and your spouse, right? You've been removed from their presence, right? You have to reset. In order to reconnect, you have to reset. So individually, you probably have to reset right? That might be you going to therapy, the other person going to therapy, like whatever that needs to look like. Like there's, there needs to be individual reset so that collectively you can reset and reconnect, right? So in order to reconnect, you have to, you have to be in agreement that there needs to be a reset, but something has to be removed in order for the reset to take place. Right. And this order isn't like, I mean, I think reconnect is really the last one because you really can't remove or reset. Uh, you really can't reconnect if you haven't removed or reset anything. That's like trying to plug something in and there's like no plugs left and you're just like, it won't go in. It's like, well, you got to remove something so that you can reconnect. You know, it just it just makes more sense. Um, Yeah. That's all I got. I hope that was enough. I don't, again, don't know how I should start timing myself when I do these. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, controlling impulses. 
all of that fasting like teaches you and shows you you and it's not for the weak fasting is not for the weak it is for those who really want to look at themselves and get clear on direction and connection and just what needs to happen right um when I worked with children and fam, like I used to do behavioral assistant work, like going into families' homes and working with the kids. And I would tell them often, like the case workers that I was working with, all of them, the families, all of them, I would just say, you know, in order for us to change this behavior, right, which is a practice, it's everything is a practice. The only way a practice becomes, um, uh, habit, right, is if you do it intentionally, you're going to fall off the wagon. That happens, right? So, but the kids, I would say to them, like with practice, as you continue to work on removing this behavior, right, you have to replace it with something else. So sometimes there'd be like, there's kids where it's like they come in and they just, they come home from school and everything is just all over the place. And I would tell them, you know, instead, why don't you do this, right? Sit at the table, get your favorite snack and sit there in silence and just enjoy your snack, right? Really bringing some mindfulness into their practice, right? It's a practice though, right? Something doesn't become a, a practice doesn't become a habit until what, what is it? What did they say? Like 21 days or something like that. Um, something to that extent but you have to give like I think I think overall right one you you want to start small so start with finding out when your birthday was right like what day of the week you were born and fast on that day right start small maybe it's just breakfast that you don't eat maybe it's, I don't know, like just start small, just start really small and then, um, kind of build yourself up from there. Kind of, you know, take your time with it. You have to give yourself grace. Part two, number two, right? You have to give yourself grace because we're still we're still, we're still human, right? We're gonna fall off the wagon. We're gonna, again, my therapist used to say, um, you didn't take a step back. You just took a step to the side, right? You like you, like you're going to, you're going to eat. That's just the flesh part of us, right? It, It just is what it is, right? You're going to give in. Like it just happens. You have to give yourself grace and not like condemn yourself and beat yourself up, right? The, the, the power is in the discipline. The power is in the consistency, right? Like, what do you do? So really, right? You're, because we know we're going to fall off the wagon. What do you do after that, right? And even in that moment, right? Even in that moment in the fast, when you fall off the wagon and you eat that piece of chocolate or whatever it is, that is a lesson in itself, right? The fast is still teaching you, oh, this is how you talk to yourself. This is how you judge yourself, right? So you have to see like, 
I mean, I see everything as a learning experience. So that's, that's how my eyes work. Yet you like, when you fall off the wagon, like the fasting is like, it. that's part of it. That's part of it, right? Anything, anything that has been a habit for so long is going to be hard to break. I'm like not going to sit here and tell you guys, oh, fasting, you just, you, it just makes you, you just come in and like everything is just everything. Like, you know, fasting is hard. It is hard because your body is so used to having something, right? Your body is so used to having something that probably wasn't good for you either, right? Your body has a, 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 a remembrance of that taste and that smell and that movement and that that feeling and that release like all those things so you have to give yourself grace because for however so many long years right whatever that looks like your body has like you've just been flowing through the motion of eating or you know whatever that behavior is whatever that crutch is whatever that thing is so you have to give yourself grace in knowing that I, I, I could take a step to the side and that's okay I'll use that step to the side to really look at okay well what made me step to the side what triggered me what, how am I talking to myself since I made that step to the side? Am I even proud of myself for how much I have done, right? How we talk to ourselves is important in this space as well. Um, what you add in, right? And that's the third thing, like being very mindful of what you add in. So like most times when I'm fasting, I'm not gonna listen to r and I'm not gonna listen to any rap. Like I'm not listening to any of that. Um, at all like I'll listen to a lot like I listen to a lot of sermons now I'll probably listen to more sermons I'll listen to more uh gospel music or you know instrumentals like something that is not um going to take my mind into a space where my body is now going to crave whatever is coming in right because you have to remember when when you stop feeding yourself something you want to feed it something else you have to be mindful of what you're feeding it now um i'll read a little bit more like i'll like i'll like i'm a, i love devotionals i'll always have a devotional when i'm doing um lent um and if i'm fasting for like some something else right if I'm prompted to fast for something else I'm really mindful to like my journaling and um being in tune with that space and and what I'm reading in that space also so yeah yeah I hope um that this helps somebody I hope I hope all of these help somebody um to deny thyself is to find thyself and the self is not always the person that we see on the ins on the outside but it's the person that we see when we look in the mirror and look in our eyes that's the soul of ourselves so yeah thank y'all for tapping in i'm on episode eight i'm so proud of me so proud of me so proud of me so proud of me yeah 
Uh, I love you all for free. Namaste. Soundstripe.